Dave, let's oh. get all the way into it. Please. Sure. How was it? How are the gay VNs? Well, no detail too small. Okay. Um, just to recap, if you if you are, are just tuning in, mm-hmm. I got a gig to write the presenter jokes for the gay VNs, the gay porn awards. Cracking open a uh, sparkling bubbly. For Get this. yourself a bubbly. You'll need one. Um, yeah, so I had to write uh, 17 little, little podium jokes mm-hmm. uh, for things like, um, you know, best fetish scene, favorite butt, um, things of that nature. I uh, saw a clip of your best threesome yes uh intro yeah for them yeah. which was very funny I thank they, you so much i thought they landed it really well i you know they did they did what they could with it um it was you know in the manner of all award shows um i i got the, the job through dan van kirk who writes for the avians and is a comedian and podcaster and and dreamboat um and he you know was like here's the thing you aim for funny you hit amusing and and it's that way for the Oscars, it, and it's that way for you know the the gay VNs. All awards shows, it's you you aim for the laugh of like huh, yeah. huh. like yeah. recognition. And you'll and if you get that, it's a success. That's then that it is a real success. It's a great way to think about it. So for example, for best three way, uh, if you didn't follow my uh, Instagram story, um, it was uh, I went for a, a Goldilocks and the Three Bears reference. Mm-hmm. Some three ways are too cold. Some three ways are just right. But all of these three ways are too hot. Too hot. Listen, I was proud of it. And it was delivered with the same sort of glassy-eyed, yeah. um, half-interested read that you would get at any awards show. Um, I uh, it, it was a truly bizarre couple of days in the, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, which, by the way, in a week is being demolished. Oh, really? Yeah, it's being torn down, and they're building the Virgin Hotel and Casino, which will open sometime later in the year. So- Fully in a in a hotel and casino that's falling apart around us, and nobody's going to fix anything. Because oh, so it's no all, effort to you no know. effort. I'm still a nice place, but literally from the pit boss to the bartender to the to the every like everyone's out of work in ten days. So it's like there's a limit to how much they give a shit, uh-huh. which lent a whole sort of <laughs> it lent kind of just the perfect air, right? Just a um, lot of strange clouds hanging over this. A lot of clouds yeah. hanging over the proceedings. Um, had to do a. Um, uh, it was hosted by Alec Mappa, who you've had on uh, on your on both on. He, oh yeah, he was on Lost and Found, and he was on the early early the yeah. thing that was sort of inspired us to get into homophilia. Yeah, which uh, was bottom. called Rock Bottom. Yeah, thank you, and. But I, you know, I went back and looked. He has not been on Homophilia, okay, even good. though he thinks he has. Yeah. I he said wondered he should come on had. sometime, and he's like, "I've done it." I was like, oh, Jesus. Nope. Uh, okay, good. We got to um, get him. We should get him. Uh, and Nicole Byer, who is a who is a dream. They they were terrific. Um, we had to do a uh, a run through with all of the presenters, and then send them up on stage. Uh, to like do their blocking of like, here's, you know, when the winner comes up, here's where you stand. Then you walk them off this way and that kind of thing. The, the fake. And I'm sorry to interrupt. You're saying the winners are also doing blocking. So they know. No, oh, no, 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 no. Just, no. The, just, just the presenters. It. And it's like, yeah, whatever. So the fake envelope that they had to open said, you know, best actor, Gregory Peck to kill a mockingbird or, or whatever, whatever he was in. And like person after person who opened it was like, Gregory Peck. Oh God. Like just no. Like, is he, 
And it's, you know, the everyone is 20 years old, right? right. So it, it's okay that they haven't And they're like, is back. Peck supposed to be a pun? Yeah, something? yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Is this sexy? Um, the final person, uh, group of people to rehearse had, um, had a, a female presenter who was not old, but like in her 30s probably. Mm-hmm. And she's the CEO of a thing called ManyVids, which is some sort of streaming service or whatever. And she came in at the last minute to um, – and she opened – the uh, the envelope and I was like, finally, we're gonna have somebody who who like understands. And she goes, and the winner is Gregory Perk. Gregory <laughs> so it was Perk. perfect, and I wanted to live in that moment forever. Uh, and then the night of the show, oh. everybody shows up. The fashions are from Mars. <laughs> it, literally everything that everyone wore was from that one store in Palm Springs. It's across from Hunters, where like everything is neon <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and mesh. And you can like literally, you could see everybody's shoulder blades. It was just <laughs> utterly, utterly bizarre. Oh god! Um, but beautiful and empowering. Um, and then it was like uh, a guy who I guess was the, cr- the creator or the founder of NakedSword.com, like like an early adopter of streaming mm-hmm. and somebody who brought porn, gay porn, from tapes and DVDs to streaming. Mm. Um, won a Lifetime Achievement Award or was put in the Hall of Fame or whatever. And his speech was like, it is still not safe in a lot of places in the world, in a lot of places in our country to be queer, right? Like it can still get you killed in a lot of places. And what we, what, what the, the gay porn industry makes infiltrates those spaces and like provides the only healthy depiction of queer sexuality that a lot of people yeah. ever get. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing. And I was like, God damn it. Like you're I, – I got emotional <laughs> like, right. backstage hearing this thing. It's like he's absolutely fucking right. It's true. I, yeah, and you never even think of it that way. Yeah. And we treat, uh, you know, porn stars right. like they're kind of a, a joke. And yeah. the whole – in this job that you've done, we've been sort of yeah. like – Treated tongue in cheek, but it's real. It's real. It's real, and it has real importance. And I, I swear to God, I got filled up. And then he left. And then presenters came on and gave an award for like best shaped dick or whatever. <laughs> it was so. It was so crazy, high and low. Uh, the after party was up in the real world suite. Uh, it was Wait, fun for why ten is minutes. It the real world suite. Because they had a, a, a season of the real world at the Hard Rock. There was a second oh. Vegas season that was. I was well into my 30s when that right, happened. Right. So I don't know who those people are. Um, it, it, everyone was very friendly. Everyone was very nice. It was uh, – How friendly are we talking? Not that friendly. Mm-hmm. Not that friendly. Did you get to see our friend Lane Rogers, Blake Mitchell? He did not sh- – he won two awards, but he sent someone to pick them up because his boyfriend got the flu and they went home. Oh. Yeah. So – um, but there, it, it, I will say everything was so aggressively sexual that it became kind of unsexy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, hundreds of beautiful men. And there were like three that I was like, oh, you're hot. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. It was just like, it's, and how many, was so, such aggressive flirtation that it was off. Right. Putting, right. Right. You know? And how many are you just recognizing upon sight? Not not a ton. No. Not a ton. Um, I mean, th- those three, I'm, you know, I'm fans of their work now. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I was I was looking for Blake Mitchell, who I knew, and I didn't I didn't see him. Um yeah, kinda kinda nobody. It's um 
the the faces change. I think every couple of years. Right, right, right. And I might, and even I might not, still be a couple of years behind. Got it. Yeah. You, even if you're not fans of their work, you now have a new appreciation for their their exactly. industry. Exactly. Exactly. It was. Um, it, it, it was it was truly bizarre in every way, and then I and then the next morning I left the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino for what will be the last time because it is about to be demolished. All right, and the song that was playing was "The Rooster" by Alice in Chains, and it was just like that. This is utterly fitting in every way. Gorgeous goodbye, send off. Good goodbye, gave the ends. <laughs> uh, but I would listen if they'd have me back. I would do it again. Oh my god! And you must come. Oh, next year. I will be there. Yeah, I think next year we need you hosting. I wonder. I wonder whether that is a career move. <laughs> Who's our guest this week, Matt? Our guest this week is Mal Blum. Yeah. Uh, singer-songwriter, uh, musical legend. Uh, the album Pity Boy is out now. Yep. Mal is on tour. Uh, I have been threatening to come along as a groupie. Yeah. Never wanted to do that before, yeah. but i got to be honest, fell in love with Mal during I'm, this interview. I am pro-Mal. Um, Staunchly promo. So if you want to see Mal and me as the groupie, uh, go to malblum.com for tour dates and show info and all that fun tour stuff. Tour dates and videos and all that stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you're in New York this weekend, this Saturday, uh, February 1st, I'm going to be doing Bitch Sesh Live at Ooh. Town Hall at 8 p.m. There's a 5 p.m. show with Jerry O'Connell. So honestly, I would go to that one. But if come you can't on. get tickets to that one, come to the 8 p.m. I'm I will excited. be there. Come say hi. Uh Super excited. And I'm going to go see The Inheritance. So next time I see you, I'll have a full review of that. Hopefully going to get to interview one of the actors. TVD on that. Great. So a lot going on. Love it. Okay. And in the meantime, enjoy our chat with Mal Blum. Back with Mal. Just we're just chatting about weather, like you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that's why people tune into podcasts. Yeah. yeah. What's the weather like what, where you are? Listening? What's the weather like mm. whenever they did this? They, they love it. Yeah. When is this airing? When do you guys? Oh, I good question. <laughs> I think whenever you need it to. Whenever you would like for it to. Yeah. Me. I mean, on a Friday. Yeah, it does great. have to be on a Friday. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. The Sabbath. Um. Yes. Always. <laughs> uh. So what's happening in your life right now? Gosh, uh, what is happening in my life? I mean, give me a a category and I can tell you more specifically. Uh, I mean, I guess professionally? Sure, yeah, professionally. That makes the most sense, sure. yeah. Um, What's happening? I put out an album maybe four months ago, which in the music industry is about 100 years. (laughs) Um, And uh, depending on when this is... Coming out, we just announced uh, some more tour dates for the spring. We're going, we're routing between a few different festivals. So we're routing between South by Southwest, which is in Austin, and Mission Creek Fest, which is in Iowa, and um, Tree Fort Fest, which is in uh, Idaho. Uh I realized one of those was a city and the other two are states, but Austin is in Texas. Uh (laughs) So... Let's talk music. I, we love asking people what what um what what is your like music app of choice? Are you a Spotify person, Apple Ooh. Music person? Uh, I would say for streaming, I use Spotify. Okay, yeah. What are, are your you, most recent? Yeah. Are you comfortable sharing your last few searches? Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, you know radical what? radical honesty. 
I don't think I have anything embarrassing. Although no? my last my last year, my most listened to thing was a children's meditation called "Is He the Cricket?" Oh, which is what's a, that about? It's like a guided sleep meditation for for instilling self esteem into children. But I thought, what the hell? Why don't I try it? So, I what, how does it that. do that? Uh, it's like a sleep talk. You know, you've ever listened to like a sleep talk town. So it's like one yeah. of those, but it's like. What? Through the lens of what like this children's story. Oh, a sleep talk town thing? Yeah. Oh, it's like you listen. You put- I thought you said sleep talk town. <laughs> yeah, you like, know sleep talk it's town. It's like a soap opera where, <laughs> where you go people are drowsy. Mm-hmm. No, no. So the sleep talk down meditations I are gotcha. like, they like talk you down to sleep. Sure, but the Izzy the Cricket is like a a children's story about like, it's like a fable kind of about this cricket who has low self-esteem or whatever. I don't know. I was just yeah. trying it. And you slept through a lot of it. Seems I slept like. through a lot of it. Uh, uh, let me tell you my last couple. So that searches. was one of your biggest musical influences of 2019. Yes. But. So, but right now, okay. You want like the last five? Sure. Sure. Um, I have Alex G. Okay. Do you guys know Alex Sandy G? Sandy Alex G? Yes, okay. indeed. Um, Vagabond. Don't know. It oh. Or them. Um, Vagabond. It's it's Vagabond. There's no D at the end. Okay. It's like Vagabond. Huh. Um. And that's my friend Leticia, and she had a really good album come out this year okay. that is self-titled. And then the one before that is Mercy Bell. After that is a, home, a podcast called Homophilia. Oh, mm, sounds you know? like a yeah. hit. Yeah. And then uh, after that is Mira, who, uh, if you don't know Mira, she became popular in the 90s um, in the Pacific Northwest. And she has like a... there. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet, but they're doing like a tribute project for her. So, oh, cool! I'm doing something for that. Mm. What was Mira all about? <sighs> she was like, in my opinion, um, she's like, you know, very earnest um, songwriter, but with like a little bit of grunge to it, uh-huh. as I guess was the was the rage in the 90s Pacific Northwest and sure. is extremely my shit. Yep. What might be the most embarrassing or unexpected music search? Okay. Let's see. Even Let if you haven't done it recently. Scroll through here. You know what? I don't have anything embarrassing. I've never done anything you embarrassing in my life. cool since day one. Great. No, the embarrassing thing is that I don't listen to that much music. Really? I really don't. What do you listen to? Podcasts, yeah. <laughs> Podcasts or or silence, <laughs> <laughs> or sleep sleep uh, sleep talk town. Yeah, sleep talk towns. Yes, there's also um, the honest guys do a really good uh, guided sleep meditation series. Don't know it. <laughs> sleep know is it. a recurring thing. It sounds like I have I have trouble sleeping. <laughs> okay. How'd you sleep last night? Totally fine. Um, I my partner lives here, so I, I'm staying with her and her uh, tiny chubby chihuahua named bean so we just all slept together overheating great it was great how'd you guys sleep last night Uh, not 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 amazing but yeah yeah i did okay sure i did okay yeah uh watched a little of the circle i haven't watched it yet i hear good things and then uh and then uh, and then woke up at 3 a.m with the you know with the doubtsies which happens from time to time so when that happens are you do you go back to sleep or uh eventually Took Don't a while tell me you night. grab your phone. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, absolutely not. No. I'll never go back to sleep. What flavor doubtsies? Just general. General sure. doubtsies. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, general knowledge doubtsies. Mm. Um, yeah, just, you know, 
Like it's the beginning of the year. Things yeah, are yeah, slow. Yeah. Things are sort of mm. lurching. Sure. It's an existential but hollow it's, career questioning. Yeah, just a thing of right. I find it Am to I be a good ever time going to, to work again. Right. Yeah, sure. Kind of I get that this time of year too. It's yeah. a good time to ask those questions. It's a good time to go back through every conversation you've had or email exchange you've had in the last mm. couple of days and sort of just re think about how you should have said things better and yeah. how that it was probably misinterpreted and that person hates you now. Mm. Yeah, those are fun. Those. I don't hate either of you. Oh, Thank thanks. You. Likewise. <laughs> thanks. We're all doing In great. fairness, we just met. That's true, so but I have to wait till the end of this interview. Yeah. Let's we'll see fuck it up. what happens. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> um, what are, so you're not watching The Circle. What are you watching? Oh, man. I do love reality TV, though. I heard that y'all are Vanderpump Rules fans. Yes. I oh. love Vanderpump Rules. Talk to me. <laughs> Fan is strong. Oh, well, the, but sure. Do you know that Dave, we talk about this often, lives in the Vanderpump Valley? I, Josh and Brittany live around the corner. Wow. The, those are two very powerful people. Yeah. Uh, I did know that from your from your ads. From your ads. Oh, you, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked uh, about that recently. Gay real estate. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned you're like, Dave lives in Vanderpump Village. That's <laughs> yeah. true. We've um, been really yeah. promoting that hard. Yeah. Yes. I made Gabby, my partner who lives here, take me to Sir a couple nights oh, ago. <laughs> I've been. No. How, how'd that go for you? No. It was good, but I was with five other queer people and no one else watches Vanderpump Rules and I didn't oh, realize that no. till we got there and I was like, oh man, like, you made me, like, you let me bring you to sexy, unique restaurant and you don't watch sexy, Vanderpump Rules. It's unique. like I brought you to a cheesecake factory or something. You yeah, know, like, yeah, there's yeah. no... There's no fun in it for you. Were like there, You're like, don't expect a good tasting meal because that right. ain't going to happen. <laughs> were there any cast members about? There were. Who? Peter was there. Peter. I oh. assume he lives there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as under Lisa's heel. Yeah. Um, and Raquel was there. Okay. Which oh, right. she's, I'm not as excited about. Like there's a couple of cast members that I'd be very stoked on. But sure. Who I've, would you be stoked to see? <sighs> I mean, Jack's like true. Sure. I feel that he he scares me. That's some. He's yeah. like true. That's that true psycho shit reality yeah, TV yes. that I love. Yeah. Um, I uh, I'm not going through. I mean, Lisa, obviously. Yeah. I really love and hate like it's like extreme mean mommy vibes mm-hmm. that I really <laughs> love coming from Lisa Vanderpump. Um, but Gabby actually. I guess is like friendly with one of them, but doesn't uh, watch the show or anything. So she like went to, she went to one of their birthday parties and was like, oh yeah, like her boyfriend's like really nice. And I was like, do you mean Tom Sandoval? Like, yeah. what do you mean her boyfriend? Yeah, he's he's one of the guy. main guys in the group. Yeah. Sorry. He's a big deal. That's a big deal. He's not just a regular person. Come no, on. he's not the number one guy in the group. No, but, but you did not get up and go around the corner and go to Tom Tom. No, I didn't go to Tom Tom. Okay. Do you think that was a mistake? I've never been to Sir, so I can't speak to that. Mm. I I have been to Tom Tom. I went not to Pump great. once. Not okay. so good. No. Yeah, I wouldn't say any of them are good. That's sure. not what you're going for. Is good. That's no. not. That's not the um, name of the game. In no. Any of these Vanderpump <laughs> establishments. Yeah, they are. It's like going to Disney. Yeah. yeah you're like going to see what characters you run into. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. They're all hideously ugly. Is that? And okay, is that a fair assessment? All not the people, the the spaces. Oh, oh yes. I was like, I was really? Shocked. I think they're all hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, the spaces. Yeah, the spaces I think the are absolutely is... atrocious. 
Sure, I think the vibe was sort of like, yeah, like Cheesecake Factory meets like rich woman's boudoir. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, With a real uh, thick coat of dust. Yes. Mm, that, is that why they keep it dim so you can't see? I think so. Ah. And then, uh, yeah, and then Pump is billowing muslin and like dumb velvet <laughs> ottomans and shit. Mm-hmm. And Tom Tom is steampunk. It's all hideous. It's all hideous. Let me ask you this. How did you feel? How? What are your feelings on um, the only queer person who has ever been on Vanderpump Rules? Billy. Or Billy. I almost forgot her name. <laughs> I've been, been trying to think of it the whole time. Um, like, I, as a trans person, like, I, you know, I love my trans siblings. I love representation when we get to be ourselves and stuff. Um I did love her as a character. I did not really love her as a character on the show. I mean, I thought she was fine, but uh, it just kind of sucked because it seemed like they kind of trotted her out to to sort of like co-sign Lisa. And then they would just like kind of like she wasn't really on. They were like they were like trot her out and be like, talk about how welcoming and accepting Lisa is. And she'd be like, yeah, definitely. And they'd be like, go away now. You right, know, right. So like, it, did, it also felt a little bit like, see, we have we're inclusive. Right. And then when you see that when they do the title card and there's 50 people in the <laughs> picture and Billy would be on the further. You have to have a certain kind of TV <laughs> to even have Billy in your frame because yeah. she was so pushed to the fringes. But. It's always tough when someone is kind of a side player in reality TV Mm -hmm. and they're angling for a storyline, as you have to do. So Mm -hmm. you have to sort of create conflict and it's always hard to watch. Yeah. What was her big – her conflict was with Lala, right? Her thing was basically like I am the only person who understands James Kennedy and I defend James Kennedy, which that's the hill you want to die on. Yikes. I don't know. No, thank you. Poor James Kennedy. Poor poor bastard. And wasn't wasn't (laughs) Billy dating somebody's brother or something? Wasn't that a thing for a minute? Ariana's brother, maybe, maybe? and Who, like works in the kitchen. Wait, oh, not. Oh, right, right, right. She was dating someone's brother. Who was that? I can't remember I know, whose that's brother a was. Story I missed and would have liked to have seen. Mm. Yeah, but then she was excited about her date, and I feel like Katie or somebody was like, "Well, he's a creep." Yeah, I think it was Ariana's brother because okay. she was like, "Oh, I'm so excited to go on a date with this guy," and they're like, "Well, he's a creep, so watch out." And I was oh. like, "That's mean. Why you gotta like?" I mean, it's good if he actually is a creep, like warn her. But it seemed like they were just trying to be like, "Let me pop your enthusiasm." Mm. Or is she? I mean, she's obviously not on this season, or hasn't been yet. Billy, and she's not in the the picture of fifty people with the title card. I haven't seen her. I wonder what has become of her. Well, she was on the show, and wasn't she kind of talking about launching her own sort of media universe? So maybe that that process has begun. Hmm. Oh, yeah. She's Hmm. like, I don't want to be on Vanderpump Rules. I want to be Elisa Vanderpump of my own universe. Yes. I get that. By the time this airs, who knows? We'll all be working for Billy. Is Jiggy (laughs) still with us? Who? Jiggy, the dog? He was not in the first episode. I suspect he has died. I'm sorry. I I feel like that's a a storyline in itself. I He's think getting a spinoff conspiracy theory. I think Jiggy's been dead for years. I think really? she just keeps re- replacing him. Oh, there's wow. been many Jiggies. I think you're right. It's like grimace. <laughs> uh, we should take a break. Yes, and then we'll be back. Hey, we're back. Oh, my God. That ad was so quick. Wasn't it it, nice, though? Yeah, it's definitely something I would like to buy and or use. Yeah. (laughs) How about those products? How about those wonderful products and services? 
Uh, so you mentioned a partner. Yes, actually, what's, her what's name is right here. What's Gabby the story? Dunn. Gabby oh, Dunn. There it is. Gabby I Dunn. Love Gabby Dunn. Gabby Dunn. I love her too. Turns out, didn't realize how close to home you were. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, because I, uh, I was like, well, I'm gonna be here doing Gabby's podcast, so I should try to knock out some other, yeah, why not? some other gay media, you know? Great. How did you meet? We met. She was in one of my music videos. Oh. Yes, and then. Uh, and then she hit on me drunkenly a couple days later. And How did she do that? She shot her shot very messily. Um, oh Gabby, <laughs> God, I love her. When she drinks, she becomes a little bit of a woo girl. And so the way that she hit on me was just by being like, I'm hitting on you, you asshole. And I was like, I know, like, I'm, I'm like kind of interested in someone else. I'm sorry. And she's like, who? This girl over here, sparkle dress? Why? <laughs> like, like, and I was like, wow, okay, she gets kind of belligerent. Or, I, I don't really know how I feel about this person. Um, and then we became friends. And then we were friends for like four years. And then four years. Yeah, we've been friends for a while. And then this year she was like, I'm going for you. Let's do this. And I was like, all right. And then it turns out she's great. Wow. We. She's great. Gabby Dunn is great. Go you ahead, can Gabby. put me on the record. Gabby Dunn is great. Great. I love this. And that's been our ad for our new for, podcast. Gabby Dunn is great. Yeah, she would love that podcast. <laughs> but you are, uh, you are uh, a uh, long distance couple yes. at the moment because you live in New York. I live in New York. While she, she lives, lives in LA. Yeah. How is that working? It's good. I mean, we... Both travel for work, obviously, both in entertainment. So we're on, we're mm-hmm. with each other a lot. Um, and we're non-monogamous. Um, so, you know, sometimes space is good for that. Um, sometimes it's hard. But I also think that long distance is a little, I, I think it's one of the last bastions of, of like, pining romance yeah. in a healthy way that yeah. I can exercise. <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah, in these times of immediate gratification, it's one of the few things, a few instances where you got to work for it. Yeah, I love to have to work for it a little. And there's there's a yearning. <laughs> I, yeah, I love a yearning. It. Yeah. You know, it's a good way to channel my angst mm-hmm. in like a healthy, you know. So how are you going to write songs if you're just living together and everything's hunky-dory? I mean, come on. I know. I know. Were you both practitioners of and believers of non-monogamy before getting together? Yeah. Yeah. Gabby is like the queen of polyamory. Oh. <laughs> and I am non-monogamous mostly just because, um, well, I don't know how TMI you want to get, but. As as much as you're comfortable. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, so I'm trans and uh, basically just. I would say have been bi-curious for a long time with men and just like recently started acting on it like before in the last few years. So that's like mostly I'm just not monogamous to like fuck men. (laughs) So talk us through that first experience. Fucking a man? Yeah. Have you never done it? Oh, yeah. I've done it a couple times. I don't know. Well, I don't know what. Again, only whatever you're Sure, yeah. No, I just don't know what we would consider the first experience, you know? Yeah. Because, like, obviously, like, you know, it's like I had, like, it, you know, when I thought I was a, a teenage girl, I had, like, you know, experiences, normative, you know, sort of disappointing adolescence experiences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's different. And then 
with coming out, did you think, well, those experiences are behind me. I no longer fuck men and maybe never will. I had, you know, I had never fucked men then. Like I never like had sex with dudes because I I actually ended up, I mean, I was always like bisexual, queer, pansexual, um, but I had like a monogamous girlfriend in high school. So that kind of, you know, that was that. Um, And I think... And then I had another monogamous girlfriend. I had like a series of monogamous girlfriends for like years. Um, And then by the time I was in my first like non-monogamous relationship, I think, I don't know, I think I was just like nervous. And I also, I'm pretty nervous around men. I don't really know. And I feel like I'm missing a lot of like etiquette about like how to, (laughs) how to talk to men Mm -hmm. or like how to make that happen or how to. I don't know, like who, who I even qualify for, you know, it's like, but I think I found a good niche, which is just like bisexual improv boys. Uh (laughs) They seem to like me. I don't know. I'm going with it. Those are your people. That's my, I don't know. And the apps help. I gotta be real. So you you, you get on an app or you cruise uh, UCB. That's right. That's, that's, those are the two ways to meet men as far as I, as far as I know. And are you ever dipping a toe into the, the like what we would normally associate with like the realm of just like cis gay dudes? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because like I think sometimes I think I feel like I'm like, oh, well, they're, they don't want me or whatever. But I think it's just like internalized transphobia, mm. you know, because um, I think there are some that would and some that wouldn't, you know, depending on like how genital based their preferences are. Yeah. Um but like, I I know other like trans mask non-binary people, which is how I d- identify that, don't seem to have a problem with it. So I think it, it's partially like my own mm. insecurities or, um, <clears throat> well, I never think anyone likes me, but um, but I do like scruff because there's a, a little trans category that I can just sort of relegate myself to. So then I feel like whoever's looking can... They know where to find you. You know, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't know a lot of like cis gay male culture. You know, I feel like there's like some cultural cues that I'm missing. Um, but you got Vanderpump rules. That's huge. Yes. I, mean, I did s- just start watching RuPaul's Drag Race, which I thought I wouldn't like, but I do like. Oh, so yeah. what season do you know? Who, who are the people? Um, yes. I, I, so I, when I start to watch reality television, I, I kind of just like blow through it. So several seasons. Okay. okay. <laughs> but right now I'm on, uh, and I've been going out of order, but right now I'm, so I watched all of the all-stars yeah. and I went back and now I'm on season five. Okay. That's um, a great way to start all-stars. So you, you, you know who the important players are kind right. of. That's, how, that's what I thought. The yeah. cream of the crop. Yeah. Yeah, before me before episode one of watching Drag Race, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. I'm sure it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's like some transphobic stuff. I'm sure it's like mm. sexist and racist. And like me after episode four, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe Adore Delano would like do this. Ginger Minch is not great on runway, but she sure does have personality. Let trans boys in the pit crew. Like I'm yeah. just like fully yeah. in, in into the entire like series. Who's, who's popping for you? In terms of the contestants over the years, um, I like Adore Delano and I like Alaska Thunderfuck. Okay. Those are the two I like. Great, you're already um, a pro. Yeah, right. Um, yes, and I also like Chichi Devane. Yes, yeah. Although Chichi Devane. Yeah. Um, although I don't remember what season I just watched, but she like 
kind of sent herself home because she was like, I'm not ready. And right. I was like, oh. I think that was an all-star season. Yeah. Yeah, I like her, though. Yeah, and I know that Rue has said some – has made some kind of transphobic statements publicly about why certain people are or are not, you know, qualified to be on the show. But I mm-hmm. think uh, – maybe you know better than I. I think he has kind of walked that back or tried to correct it. Yeah, he's an interesting character because uh, – maybe I'll get myself in trouble from saying this, but uh, – <laughs> You know what? If you haven't had a podcast controversy <laughs> – Who even are you? Who even am I? In 2020. Um, I think that he's an interesting uh, figure because he is like an elder in the community and I think thus deserving of respect. And um, I think sometimes we're quick. I I think we should be careful in how we sort of dispose of our elders, especially when we don't have that many. Um, Certainly, especially like gay men of a certain age, like I feel like it's important to like value those members of our community. And obviously like, I don't know, to have, you know, such a huge media presence as like a, a black gay man and like for like drag and it's all very important. I also think like our heroes and our elders are not above reproach when they do things that are kind of fucked up. So I know that he has had some issues um, in terms of like, Offhand, the only the ones that I can think of are I know that he like used to say the T word a lot, um, oh, right. and and trans people are like, can you stop doing that? And he was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, obviously, they have a segment on the show called "You've Got She Mail," which is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have uh, they had like a segment that they cut that was called something like female or she male, something like that, and it was like they would show body parts of cis women and body parts of drag queens and make them guess like what was what. And that's problematic for obvious reasons. Um, And I know that he has a policy that trans women or he doesn't have a policy, but no trans woman has come on as a contestant like before. Like I, I I mean, I'm not one in the last season of all all stars. There's been a couple that peppermint and Gia Gunn. Yeah. Yes. Apparently they were, they did not identify as trans right. when they first came on the show. Right. But That's when what Gia I heard. came back for yeah. All Stars, she, right. she was. So that was sort of right. the first time. Right. That we, I think. Yeah. Which I assume maybe they'll do in the future. But um, I guess the statement that you're talking about, though, I think he said something like, oh, well, having a trans woman come on and do drag would like give her an advantage uh, like – athletes who are on testosterone or something, something like right. that, he, which is like, he kind of used a transphobic trope to, to right. bolster his point. Who on, on t- testosterone argument is, is not, so. not so, or maybe it was like, I don't remember if it's athletes on testosterone or if he was like, Oh, trans women having an advantage in sports, which is a big transphobic trope where they're like, don't let trans women compete against cis women. Cause trans women have these biological advantages or whatever, like is like a big kind of messy transphobic. No, no. So I don't know, but I think he also has value to the community. So it's complicated. Course, yeah. yeah. Like it's a lot of our Everybody's heroes. Oh yeah, all my heroes are complicated. Of course. Yeah. What other heroes? Um oh god. 
I was thinking about this because I was like, oh no, what if they asked me who I look up to? And then I was like, no one. They've all let me down. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, it's like I really liked like Ani DeFranco and Rent. Those were like my two favorite oh my things and both disappointed me horribly. Um, How did uh, Ani DeFranco? Well, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't you know. Think, I don't know. I think so I know. I, you're going to have to tell me. Uh, I think I know. Well, she did try to have a songwriting retreat on a plantation a couple years ago. Yeah. So that was a big disappointment. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in retrospect, as an adult, the whole like white dreads thing, I was like, oh, that's not, that wasn't great. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, Rent, I loved it as a kid, but then, you know, didn't realize it was written by like a straight guy who did not have HIV. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Died of an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, That's not – because I felt like the the narrative when I was a teenager was everyone's like, oh, like he he actually died of AIDS. Like – and you're like, wow, what a a powerful like, you know, narrative in that context. But it's like, no, he was straight and he did not have HIV. So – and I kind of love Courtney Love, uh, which, you know. Have you met her? No, have you met her? I have not, no. Oh, damn. I thought I was no. excited for a second. No. Because one of my favorite Courtney Love interviews, I think is probably around the same time you were at MTV. Well, let's hear it. Do you, do you know which one I'm referring to? Are you to? talking about the Madonna one? Of course. Oh, yeah, that was course. before my time, but yeah. Oh, it was before your time? Yeah. But refresh the our memory. I watched this. This this could have gone in the, like, what are you watching question as well, because I watched this several times a year to this day. Um, but there's a- <laughs> is it empowering? I don't know. <laughs> it's but it felt good to say. It's it's this interview with uh, Kurt Loder is at the MTV Music Awards and he's interviewing Madonna, and then Courtney Love uh, comes by and starts throwing uh, her compact and her shoes, maybe yeah, just stuff out of her purse, just stuff. Because they're Madonna. they're elevated. Kurt and Madonna are elevated uh-huh. up on a platform, and then Kurt Loder's like. Should we let her up? And Madonna's like, mm, please don't. And then they do. And then Courtney Love is just like super messy. And it's just like, what's up, Madonna? You pissed at me, swear to God. Yeah. Oh, um, so good. Oh, God. And it's so good. And they have this like, they clearly hate each other. And they have this weird exchange where Courtney Love's talking about music and she's like, you know, it's like, you want to go up the ladder. It's like, you want to be a candy striper? No, I want to be a nurse. No, I want to be a doctor. No, I want to be top doctor. No, I want to like own the whole thing. And Madonna's like, why don't you get out of the hospital? And then Courtney Love is like, no, I like it here. It's like, you know, good people, nice money. And Madonna's (laughs) like, and a lot of available drugs, Courtney. And then Madonna just like kind of leaves and then Courtney Love stays and is like what's up should you think Madonna's pissed at me oh Tabby you're mad at me Alanis those are some pipes and just like rambles it's like, amazing oh, it's so good I think it's a period piece that was and a, a piece riveting of reenactment thank you I watch it a lot <laughs> have you seen a, a thing and from uh, I don't know how old the clip is but it just sort of re- resurfaced recently which is um, on a red carpet. Actually, Natasha Leggero is interviewing Courtney Love. And she's like, do you have any advice for like, you know, upcoming starlets in mm-hmm. Hollywood? And Courtney's like, oh, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to get in trouble. And then she says, if Harvey Weinstein invites you back to the Beverly Hills Hotel, say no. Mm-hmm. I like, did see that. Wow. Well, if only we listened. God. I know. I mean, say what you will about Courtney Love, but she has managed to stay relevant through like three generations. And... Yeah. And the the advice that she gave in the 90s still, was still applicable 
That's right. In 2019, yeah. which is crazy. Um, how do you characterize your coming out process? Or which you, time? What, what, is, yeah, what is your story? <laughs> um, there were a few coming out processes, so it depends which one. Well, we it sounds like the first one was early because you had a girlfriend in high school. Yes, first one was early. I was 14. 14. Wow. And where yeah. was this? Um, like where in, where in regionally, uh-huh. New York. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm from, uh, Rockland County. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to, I mean, it's, it's bleak, but I was, uh, the first thing that came to my mind is I was like, actually we're the like anti-Semitic, uh, hate crime happened, uh, in Muncie a couple, uh, weeks ago is, is like. 10 minutes from where the house oh, I, where I grew up. Uh, I don't know why that's the one thing I could think of to uh, contextualize where I'm what? from, but well, welcome to my psyche. Um, so yeah, I was 14. You can cut that out if it's too bleak too. I don't <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, I first coming out. Yeah, I was 14. Um, I was, I don't remember. Oh no. Is that me? Oh, so that's sorry. A hell of a rain. I'm sorry. It was my that, alarm to really nice remind rain. me to be here. Oh, Mission I'm gonna turn my phone off. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It happens. I'm gonna get fired from your being phone on was reminding you to be here an hour after the interview. Yeah, I, I have ADHD. I'm not great at. I'm not great <laughs> at doing all this stuff. Okay, first coming out. Here we go. 14 years old. Um, I was like out to my friends. I guess. Yeah. I was out. I don't remember if I was out as like, I must have been like bisexual. Um, Were you identifying as bi? Did you use that term? I guess I was. I, I remember using queer as a term like way earlier than I would have thought. And and pansexual I tried to use. And then I think people, I don't know. I remember a lot of my friends kind of being like, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, I had like the gay internet, which was great. Right. You know, which I feel like is important for kids to have. Because yeah. if you're feeling like crazy with everyone around you is kind of gaslighting you. And then you're like, I've got the gay internet to bolster my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, so actually what had happened was I, I like joined the school's like gay straight alliance and they had a reporter come in for some reason. Um, and the reporter was like, well, is anyone here, like, openly, like, gay or bi? And I was like, well, I am. So I was to my friends, but um, I have no impulse control. <laughs> and um, my parents worked at my school. Oh. So she, like, went up to my dad in the, the mailroom and was like, it's cool. You've got, like, this openly <sighs> bi or gay. I don't remember what I said at the time. Uh, but she was like, it's cool. You have this openly gay kid. And he was like, openly gay. What (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, and then, and then we had to have a family meeting. Uh, (laughs) not so good. Not so good. He, which we're very, I'm very close to my family now. So I I think that it, it pains them when I, when I bring this up, but it, it was not great. He, they were, he was like, they were like, you're not allowed to be openly gay. You don't want to be the gay kid at school. We don't want to be the parents of the gay kid. Think mm-hmm. about how it'll affect your sister. Like, bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know. And are they conservative, religious? No. no. They're, well, they're, well, they're Jews. We're Jews. They're New York Jews. Um, but 
my dad is more he he sort of he has he's a registered democrat but he has a a bit of a republican streak in him which we were butting heads a lot at that time because uh that was around George W Bush he voted for he voted for Bush twice and I was you know a gay kid and I and so I would be like this hurts me please don't do that and he you know we fought a lot about it um but you know we uh we're close now mm-hmm. and i think yeah they eventually like they became very supportive um by the time i went to college like they were all in and then i was like oh fuck i'm trans i have to come out again <laughs> this is in college yeah so that that sucked cuz i was like we just went through this they just are like they're cool now like now i have to do this again um so actually, technically, I guess the first time I came out, I was outed by that reporter. That's, um, and w- was it in print or was it a? Like, no, they 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 just talked to him in the mailroom. And then my dad was like, they can't print this. You have to write an email and tell her she can't print it. And so I did. Um, which why are they having that? reporters in our school? How how was any of that allowed? What was the best case scenario there? I don't know. I feel like at the time there was like a some sort of like journalistic narrative they were trying to push. They were like, kids are gay or younger now. Yeah, or, yeah. Or something. I don't really know what they were yeah. trying to do. But which, of course, now all the kids are a little bit gay. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they weren't wrong. No. Um, but yeah, telling your dad in the mailroom. Not, not, not good. Not, not, not a great. Way to go. Not a great. Not a great. Thing. Yeah. And of course, at the time, I felt very guilty and stuff. But in retrospect, as an adult, I'm like, that put me in a very bad position. You shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You know. But and then second coming out around college, how's that received? Uh, it wasn't great at f- well. First, it was like I was it was like this kind of like secret that we didn't talk about. It was like clear, but it was like all my friends were suddenly trans, and like you know, I cut my hair, and like it was very you know something was going on, but it was like we didn't talk about it. Um, and then after college, I there was like a year where I lived with them, where I was like, I'm gonna try not to be trans for. <laughs> Other reasons, but uh, then eventually, you know, um, came a time where it was just like, yeah, this is just what it is. And I had gone through like a pronoun change and my little sister actually um, one day was just like, I'm just going to start using your pronouns. And like, if they have questions, like they can talk to me about it. And I was like, that's awesome. Because she she became like a uh, mental health counselor and at the time on the weekends was like working with trans kids so she was really instrumental in sort of being a go-between um is she younger she's like 17 months younger oh, wow. yeah um so now we're all good with the trans stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> they um they were very supportive i uh, after top surgery I, I stayed with them for like a whole month um, and my mom basically helped take care of me and, and it was very like moving oh. for me. Um, so, and they couldn't be more supportive about my music career. So I cannot complain. I mean, I should hope so. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a star in the family. I mean, come on. 
Um, Imagine if they were like fine with the trans stuff, but they were like, ooh, the music <laughs> stuff. You are going to law school. <laughs> well, my older sister went to law school and yeah. did not become a lawyer. So I think they were fine with me going to a public school and mm-hmm. then just being a musician. Yeah. And you were doing music throughout. Is that right? Yeah, I started uh, very young. I started very young, which is hard now because as an adult, like <laughs> trying to like get stuff from the music industry, if they Google the wrong thing, they could like come up with like me at 18 and being like, oh, is this what they do? And mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, why is that on the internet? Um, And then when you recently decided that you're going to explore having sex with men, was that another coming out? Did you have to sort of, you know, to your inner circle? Mm. Two people who listen to podcasts, you know, make another kind of <laughs> announcement. You know, it's funny because I feel like I've always been like, I date all the genders. Like, it's fine. But but I feel like I'm constantly having to come out about that specific thing because people just assume that I don't date men. Yeah. Um. So, um. I, yeah, in a way that was sort of like a third coming out, you know, <laughs> it's like, but that's one that's sort of like you kind of keep having to I guess all of them you gotta keep having well no I mean people assume I'm some flavor gay people never assume I'm heterosexual you know (laughs) so that one has stuck but I guess yeah that coming out as trans or um, sometimes people figure that out from meeting me but sometimes I have to like come out about that and then the dating men thing is like I almost always have to come out about that and have you been surprised by people's reactions to that? Uh, well, <laughs> maybe this is DMI, but she'll probably love it. It's probably fine. Um, when me and Gabby were friends and <clears throat> she had mentioned something maybe like two years ago. I don't remember how it came up, but I, I was sleeping with a bisexual improv dude um, for most of that year. And I like mentioned it. And she was like, that's so hot. (laughs) And I was like surprised by that. And I was like, oh, like you're like into that? Like you, is that like, like my bisexuality is like a kink for you? And I was, I, I, it's oddly, I think that's great for me. For me, that's great. Uh, I love it. Yeah, better that than her, you know, not being into it. Right. Which has happened with other women. I'll be real. Which I think probably happens to, you know, cis bisexual men all the time, you know, is yeah. they date women. But but I was dating queer women and, and so it surprised me when they sometimes were not into it, mm. you know, because you'd think they'd be like, oh, that's, that's something I understand, you know. Yeah. My, I'm curious in the, in the world of non-monogamy, how you deal with the possibility of like, Catching feelings for for a girl or boy or whatever who you are playing with. Yeah, sure. Um, or, or what degree of feelings you allow yourself to catch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, everybody's different, right? Like everyone has like a different arrangement and um, some people are down with that. Some people aren't down with that. Um, I think particularly with um, like I think Gabby's a good example for somebody who she's like. I would consider her polyamorous. She's, she seems totally down for like, if I were to want to have a relationship with somebody else or whatever. Uh Um, I don't really work that way so much. I think my ideal is sort of just like, 
having a friend who, you know, we hook up or like, like I, I, I want to be at least friends with somebody I'm sleeping with, but, um, it, it hasn't, I haven't, I mean, I haven't done it that much in this relationship, but it hasn't been a problem so far. Um, but I, I don't think you can, I know sometimes we put, we hear about like people in non-monogamy being like, okay, you're allowed to sleep with people, but you're not allowed to catch feelings or whatever. But I don't think that's really something you can control. No. Um, just like it's nothing, something you can't control in monogamy, you know, but all you can control is like your actions. So I think that's sometimes a bit of a misconception where it's like, oh, well you can't feel jealousy or you can't have feelings for other people. It's like you, you should feel your feelings and like, it's just how you process and express Mm. and act on those feelings, you know? And that's where some rules come into effect. I think because people are trying to control that where the rules are like, it can't be anybody that we know and mm. anyone in our social circle. There no no repeats. You mm, know. I've heard that. Nobody yeah. comes home. Nobody meets your friends. Right, right. Um Yeah. And and it's funny because people feel differently about that. Like like Gabby <laughs> and I'm sh- I'm sure she's fine with this because she talks about this stuff openly. But every time we talk about her, her, we just point to her. I just name point to her table. name on this table. She's with us. <laughs> I'm also wondering if this Sarah Baker is a Sarah Baker I went to college with or a different Sarah Baker. Blonde. No, the actress Sarah Baker. No, okay, never mind. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I assume that's her. I don't know that for sure. It could be your friend from college, maybe Jennifer Aniston. That's fake. That's Matt McConkey. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Aniston does not dot her eyes with hearts. Oh, like stars. No, they're hearts. Okay, hearts. and and write her name in like third grade cursive. The most legibly. Yes. (laughs) Um. But yeah, anyway, so that's just a perfect example of people feeling differently about this stuff because Gabby is like, I prefer it when it's friends. I love when when people hook up with with people I'm friends with. Like she's she's like, I would love it if you hooked up with one of my friends because then I'm like, I know everyone's above board and whatever. And I'm like, for me personally, I'm like, I would I don't need to meet the person. I don't need to be friends with them. Like, do your thing and I would love to not have it be in my friend group or have to like spend time with them, you know? Um, So So is jealousy more of an issue on your side than on her side? I would say in my life, jealousy has been more of an issue for me than, than her. I'm a pretty jealous person Mm. have been historically, but I also realized recently I I haven't been in a relationship where I trusted someone really ever before. So that's, (laughs) that's new for me. I mean, I'm a jealous person, I guess, and I fully trust my boyfriend, but I also can't imagine ever being non-monogamous only because I think I would go crazy. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that what everybody says? Well, I think it depends who you are, right? Because some people, I think, yeah, like I think I would have. I haven't been monogamous in a long time, but I think I would be the same amount of jealous if I was monogamous. But sometimes non-monogamy gives you more of like a framework to talk about it too, mm-hmm. you know? Because like if you're monogamous and you're feeling jealous and like somebody can just be like, well, why are you jealous? I'm with you. There's nothing. What do you want me to do? You know? Um, so sometimes I'm like, well, if you're feeling jealous and there's like a reason, then like you can talk about that or – you. And sometimes I think jealousy is like showing you something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of times when I'm jealous, it's really just, I'm like, what am I insecure about? You know? Right. That's not a question I want to ask myself. But probably <laughs> should. 
Well, I think you're great. I don't think you need to fill in. Oh my god, we've almost reached the end. How do you feel about us now? Yeah, have we let we, you down? Because we thought we, you were, might hate us by the end of the. No, I, I don't hate either of you. Okay, good. Yeah, great. Good. We did it. Yay! Right well, Blum, thank you so much. Uh, tell people we, we'll plug all of this obviously as well, but tell people where they can find you and uh, and come see you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm just at Mal Blum on all social media, um, and my website is malblum.com. And by the time this airs, there should be ticket links up there. So come on, come see me on tour. Or if you're shy, just come see me on the internet. Are there LA dates coming, by the way? Uh, no, we just did an LA date in August. So um, probably not for another six months or so. Where'd you come play? back. What? Where'd you play? Uh, oh my God, where the fuck did we play? Mal, Why can't I remember play? the name of the venue? Oh no. Uh, shit. I can look it up real quick. Do you want me to look it up? Sure. <laughs> In the meantime, I have a pitch for you, which is... Pitch me. I want you to do a live show at Rocco's in West Hollywood, What's which is Rocco's? Lance Bass's bar. <gasps> sometimes have live music because it's right by Pump and Tom Tom. I could get... And all could, of our friends can come and we can all watch you live together. I could curry favor with uh, Lisa Vanderpump. Exactly. Um, do you know any of them? No. No. Do you know no. any of them? No. No. Um my phone is just turning back on. Uh, but you could oh, Google it. If your phone yes. is on, you could Google. Everybody who's listening has already found it. Right yeah. Now, but. It was, oh God, you know what's so shitty is that I remember the the other bar, the, the other club it was going to be at. We were going to do it at the bootleg, but then we did it at this other place. And I cannot remember the name of the place we mm-hmm. actually did it. But I like the bootleg a okay. lot. Maybe next time it's a bootleg. Let's do Rocco's, then bootleg. Done. Sure, 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 sure. Do you want to be on the bill or? Just, no, just a roadie. I'm, I mean, I am coming on tour. No matter yeah. where we go, but oops. Great. So it'll just be me and Lance Bass and. And I'll be, uh, and I'll be lugging the equipment. And you lugging all of the equipment. Great. Well, thank you. Thank so you so much. Thank you for having me. Have a good rest of your day. You too.